Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop, and it's my mission to create more female leaders in the workplace. In today's Monday message, I'm going to be talking to you about why you don't have to be a top performer in order to get promoted at work. You may have seen other team members get promoted and you might think, wow, that's kind of interesting. They are a top performer, but they're not very nice. And I don't know if they've ever really talked to anyone else on the team. They are quite competitive and all they are worried about is being number one. Typically, that's not the kind of leader you want. And I've definitely worked for organizations where they promoted the top performer every time. And they wondered why they had such difficulty in the transition because they didn't actually want to be a leader of teams. They wanted to be a leader themselves in terms of the numbers. It's not always a good turnout when someone gets promoted and maybe they didn't really want that leadership position but they got moved into it and thought, hey, maybe this will be something fun or interesting or better or whatever it was. But I've definitely seen that end poorly. I'm going to talk to you today about three things I think you need to be doing in order to stand out if you are not a top performer. Again, I think if you are a high performer, Ideally, you want to be in the top 20%. So out of every single person who works in the same role as you, are you in the top 20% of that group? That is the minimum threshold I would say that you would need to be at is in the top 20%. Much higher, great, but not necessarily a top performer because that's not where our focus is right now but not necessarily the top performer because we talked about that and not everyone who's a top performer is a great leader. We've seen many organizations have unsuccessful leadership and honestly, companies don't recognize the harm and detriment that it has caused in terms of people quitting and leaving those teams. And it's not because the person didn't like what they were doing anymore. They didn't like the actual leader anymore. These three things I want to set you up for success are what are you the expert in, sharing updates with your leader, and becoming your leader's go-to person. Now let me dive into that a little bit deeper. Number one, what are you the expert in? I know that if you're not a top performer, you are still an expert in some aspect or another at your job. You may have a passion, likely, of helping other people do better at the thing that you're already good at. This is exactly, again, that sweet spot I want you to be in is recognizing a strength that you have and where you can share that with other teams, with other departments. What does that look like for you? For me, that was upselling people into buying vacation insurance when I was helping them book their timeshare. And I talked about, hey, do you want to have some additional protection in case you need to cancel for whatever reason? I did a pretty good job at that, even though I technically am not a big sales fan. And the reason why I did well at it is because I cared about the people and the things that would keep other families from traveling. Tragic stories. So I saw firsthand what 
struggle that was for the people who didn't have it. So I always brought it up on every call. It was required anyways. And I started teaching other people how to do this themselves. This is what I want you to do. How are you doing this? And how can you teach others to do it as well? And be thoughtful. You don't want to come up with this hour-long presentation that maybe isn't going to be as helpful or that leaders aren't going to want to take their team members off the floor, off the phones, or whatever that might be. Number two, share updates with your leader. This one's big because if your leader doesn't know what you're working on and what your goals are, they may overlook you in the moment of hiring that next leader. I want you to figure out what does that look like? Does that mean it's an email recap of the things that you're working on? Maybe it's things that are work in progress as well as things that are you know, on your back burner and things that have recently been completed, projects you've been involved in. Whatever that looks like, sometimes this might be in a one-on-one with your manager. And I tell you, I feel like those are so underutilized. Sometimes because of the manager not coming with an agenda. So they're like, hey, how are you? How are things? I've done this myself. If I'm not prepared, I'm like, hey, how are you? Uh, what's going on with you? Any questions that you have for me? Okay, cool. We'll cut this short then. If that's your manager, take the reins. Be like, hey, I actually do have an agenda. Is that all right if I go over some things that I've been working on with you? Give them updates. Hey, I did this. Would you suggest I should do it any differently if I encounter this again? Right? You're getting their buy-in by saying, no, that was actually really good. That's exactly what I would have done. That's what we're looking for here at this step in sharing updates with your leader. And there is a way to do this that doesn't come across as brown nosing. You might be thinking, how do I do that in a tactful way that doesn't come across as like teacher's pet or desperate? You know, if you have any questions like that, reach out over on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to help answer any questions that you have. DMs are always open. Find me on LinkedIn. But definitely figure out what works for you in order to approach your leader to share this kind of feedback. If you don't have a feedback loop with your current leader, that's already somewhat kind of setting you to a disadvantage because in that sense, you don't have a way of knowing if you're doing things well or if you should be making changes or if they're even aware that you want to be a future leader. I would make that clear. Hey, This is my goal is to be a future leader here at this organization. These are the things that I've been working on to get there. Are there other things you think that would be helpful for me to be working on as well? And the last step is becoming your leader's go-to person. This is always a good sign. And the last step, number three, is become your leader's go-to person. And I say that because it's a good sign of trust when your leader goes to you and assigns you different tasks, but they want to know that you're hungry for it. There are certainly times where I've divvied out some different assignments to team members and things didn't get done or it was done really poorly or whatever it might have been. And then when I see someone who is doing really well, When I see someone who is doing really well with the assignment that I've given them, what I do is test it out again. 
try something else. See if they do a good job at that as well. Now, you're going to do it on the flip side where you're not going to even let them need to test it on you. You're going to voluntarily see what you can do to take off of their plate. And I'm going to advise one word of caution that if you go to your manager and say, hey, is there anything you can take off your plate? They're likely going to be like, no, because they don't know what they can give you that you can successfully take on. And you don't know quite what you can offer as help because you don't necessarily know what's on their plate. So part of your one-on-ones, I would ask your leader, this is actually a really great conversation to have if there is a team leader and a manager or a supervisor and a manager, you want to see who's at the lowest level of entry into leadership, supervisor, team leader, whatever that is, they're the person you're going to want to talk to. Hey. What are you currently working on? Can you tell me about that? What is what does your day to day look like? What are the biggest challenges you're facing right now? Those are the kind of things that you are going to be asking to understand because then you're going to be able to figure out how you can help and then offer that. Hey, so and so team leader told me that they were working on these things and I was wondering if you were okay if I got involved in that. If they're like, hey, if that's interesting and that's helpful to team leader, perfect. And that's how you start getting your in on being that leader's go-to person. You want your name to be brought up in these management meetings when they're talking about who's doing well, who could be potentially our next leader, who's standing out. You want your name to be brought up without a doubt. Try those three things. Share your updates with your leader. And have that feedback loop in your one-on-ones as well as being a reliable go-to person and coming to your leader with solutions versus a simple offering for help. All right, friends, if you love this episode and the three tips that I shared with you on standing out to prepare for that future leadership role, head over to Amazon and purchase my career journal. I promise it's going to be One of the best things that you'll do for yourself, investing in your self-development, each page has simple prompts to help make you think of things you might not be thinking in your day-to-day, things that are going to help you think bigger picture. It will help you understand your organization at a different level, from a different lens, and that's what's going to help you be even more prepared for that future leadership role if you're in that one-on-one with your leader saying, hey, I've been working on this section of my career journal and share with them. Say, hey, this is what I put down. What are your thoughts? Tell me what you think. What were you thinking when you were in my stage when you were trying to prepare for a future leadership role? Build those relationships and build those relationships on your way to that future leadership role. All right, until next time, we'll see you later.